0: i want the world to know where we stand on this issue of course we have uh, been praying for um, that texan church or church in texas this week and you know i think that kind of it, it's sad but i mean it ha- the stupid stuff happens it seems like about once a month somewhere in our country and um, I, I, don't, I don't know why this one grabbed me my attention so much this week um I guess because they, they, it was just it was a church our size. I mean, it could have been us. Basically, Could it could have been us. Um, so we, we discussed this last Sunday night, and um, I, I know everybody uh, doesn't attend on Sunday night. I don't know why, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I, and you may or may not know, we're not real secretive about it. I don't, in fact, I want to read you this text. This is kind of what um, brought this to mind this morning. I got a text this week, Random out of the blue. And um, it was from a person that um, they, they started coming to church here and then their work schedule got all messed up and then life happened and, and, and they'll be back. I, I know they'll be back. Um, but they text me this uh, and said, In light of the Texas shooting, I just wanted to reach out and remind you and thank you for being brave enough and smart enough uh, for allowing open and concealed carry in your church. It is more important than most people realize, and I am glad that you get it. And it, this was addressed to me, but I, it's addressed to all of us. I'm not smart. You know that. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I think, I think we live in such a day where we, you know, weapons and guns have been, you know, demonized so much that we just kind of think that they're bad. Um, they're not bad. It's the people on the other side of them that, that are bad. Um, our church has, and, and that, that's what brings this up, we have some more people that are interested in taking concealed carry class. Again, I think the first time, almost, almost half the church went through it the first time. So if you're interested in um, a concealed carry class course, um, let me know, because we have some more people that are interested, and if we can put enough together for another concealed carry class, we'll we'll put it on. We've got a, a church friend that's uh, uh, an NRA instructor, and um, he'll either come here or we'll set up a place where um, we can get you the, the course. So if you're interested, it seems like it's hard for people to find that to fit in somewhere, so that's kind of why we've we've done it in the past. Uh, so if you're interested in that, let me know. We've got a couple people that are, and I keep forgetting to announce that, but this kind of brought it up. So we have a sign out front. I don't, has anybody ever noticed the sign? You guys are new. Have you noticed the sign? I was going to ask you and a couple other people that you've seen it. There's a sign out by the door, and I, that was why I was curious to ask you this, um, because this person, um, you know, after text, we text back and forth a little while, after, and, and they are an investigator for the Dayton Police Department. This person that texted me, so like, you know, they're aware and conscious of, of certain things that maybe we're not always. And um, But anyway, they, we talked about the sign up front and through the text is almost like it might be a little bit too obscure because I remember we, we bought that sticker and I'm like, maybe I'll put it up here, but you guys haven't seen it, so maybe we need to get a different sticker. I mean, I hate to put a big sign out front that says concealed carry is welcome here, but it's a deterrent is basically what it is. If some some yahoo comes in thinking they're going to start up some trouble. They might look at that sticker and go, maybe I'll go somewhere else. Or, man, maybe this isn't a good idea and I'll go home is what it's for. We don't want them to go somewhere else. We just want them to go home and get in a car wreck on the way there. But anyway, we, uh, so we, uh, your preacher carries. I try to carry every week, and there's several other in here that do, and you're welcome to. Just if, if you're not intending to squeeze the trigger, just keep it where it's at, basically. And, and if you want to go somewhere to show somebody, go to the parking lot, I guess. We don't want any, we don't want any accidental firings going off. So, they're, you know, if you've got your concealed carry, you know they're not a toy to be passed around and stuff. You know, guys are going to have stuff out in the trunk, and that's fine. Um, but another thing we talked about is because I, I think sometimes we – You know, I've never been involved with something like that, and I know that you don't always think and plan out. And I have thought it through before that if somebody comes up those steps with a, you know, with a like that guy was dressed this week, what are we going to do? Well, Cody has cameras back there, and he's they're focused on the front door. We've bought some more cameras. We've bought some locks for the building. We only have the front door unlocked at any time, but we're going to get some internal locks. It's going to be a pain, but hey, that's what sin costs. Sin is aggravation, and that's what we're talking about. So we're going to put some other locks in the building and some other safety measures in place. Church ought to be the safest place you can come. It ought to be. And I know that around the country this morning, there were some people that thought, "Ah, let's wait a couple weeks before we go to church. And that is sick and sad. So I want this to be the safest place that we go to. And we haven't, I think we have an advantage of being up here because if somebody comes in, they're not familiar with the place, they're going to be like, it'll give us some time. But, you know, this whole building fun thing, we're, we're looking at moving downstairs like, a, like normal church people do. <laughs> so that, that's what that's for. That's kind of a double announcement what, that, what that's involved for, too. But we talked Sunday night, and I think what we're going to do is, man, if this doesn't get the rumor started in the community, I don't know what will. We're going to get a safe and bolt it to the wall back there with Cody and uh, stick a shotgun in it because that's safer than any handguns up here shooting back towards the nursery, basically. So uh, if something crazy does happen, um, Cody's got a good advantage point there where he's at and around the corner, a good angle and stuff. So um, anyway, that's that. I I just want you to know that we think it's we realize that there's sin in the world and that there's an enemy and Satan has influence in this world and we have to be prepared for it. Well, preacher, that's not in the Bible. Oh, yeah, it is. Jesus said, sell your coat and buy a sword if you got to. So it's biblical. It is biblical. We are able to, to our, our God-given right is for self-preservation. That is a right that we have from the God and we live in a country that acknowledges that they don't allow it. They don't give us that right, but they protect that right, and we let's not forget about that. And um, at this church, uh, I know some churches kind of, and I, I saw a post on Facebook this week, and the guy was kind of going off on the church. He didn't specifically name it, but I knew which church he talked about, and his argument was very valid. Um, he said that some churches, and he, he said a big church in his area uh, is this way, and that they only they only suggest that certain people carry and um, it's not that they check people at the door and don't let you have guns but his argument was this what right is it of the church to take away that God-given right and I agree with that wholeheartedly Um, it's not it's not the church or my position to say hey we don't we don't want you know we don't want you carrying in here. Now if someone and the church ever someday has some mental issues, then, yeah, we've got a reason to say that, um, you know, but we'll deal with that when it comes to that. But uh, so right now, if, if you would like to carry and you keep, you know, keep that gun where it belongs, and what's the old saying? Um... um there's a saying, like, if you pull your gun, you better be shooting at the bad guy or we'll think you're the bad guy, something like that. So uh, keep it where it belongs. And, uh, you, you know, the reason for that is, is, is I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's probably uh, there's probably three or four of us in here carrying right now. Is there? You? 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's five of us carrying in here right now. That's pretty good op- <laughs> I know, not supposed to point it out. Um, but, uh, you know, what, what, would happen, what would happen if, say, there was only two in here and I'm one and, and, and say, somebody else is the other and you, and something happens to us, then how many guns are, you know, none. You're in the same position as Texas, not, none. And, and, and I know some churches have security that walk around the building and people manned at the doors and stuff and those are the only ones that are allowed to have guns. What happens when they get taken out? You've got a room full of ducks, and we don't want a room full of ducks. We want a room full of watchdogs and lions and stuff. So that's where we stand. I, I hope that doesn't bother you. Um, that's why, kind of why I wanted this recorded so that everybody knows, hey, don't mess with them. It would be like the OK Corral if you go into that place and try something stupid. So, I mean, it's sad that we have to talk about this kind of stupid stuff, isn't it? And sad that a church would have to think about getting a shotgun and sticking it in the back, but... Again, absolutely that's what kept the japanese from coming over here in world war 2 because that chinese gen- japanese general said we're not going over there there's a there's a gun behind every blade of grass yep yeah Keith. I was just say, in Luke chapter 11 verse 21 Jesus himself says when a strong man armed keep up his palace yep yeah yeah jesus also said would the good man of the house uh Uh, watch when the thief cometh like something like that like we don't know we don't we don't know so we always have to be on watch we you know he's talking about uh, the end of the world there but he's talking about too keeping keeping an open you know like hey that thief could break in at any point we've got to be prepared and if we're not prepared it's unwise you know it's so it's it's wise of us especially when this stuff happens all the time I'm kind of amazed at myself. I'm hurrying. <laughs> My Facebook picture is a flag, a pistol, and a Bible. I've, shown, I've showed this to Cody a couple times. You would not believe, you would be totally shocked at how many people have private messaged me and tell me what a hypocrite I am. I'm dead serious. Christianity has been so turned the other cheek Roll over and die, twisted and misinformed, and don't hurt a fly. That if you have a gun and a pistol together, they think you are evil. I'm like, where do you get off on that? You get what they had last week in Texas. I mean, I think that's why it bothers me so much because I don't know if you knew this or not, but Texas has a law that you are not allowed to carry in a church house. Texas, of all places. Isn't that crazy? So here, are these people were at church and not a gun in the place. And because the neighbor ran over, it's just it's just sick. I mean, it's sickening, absolutely sickening. So that that is our position on it. And if you're interested in the concealed carry, let me know. We'll, we'll uh, see if we can get that going again. And if you have a concealed, and even if you don't have a concealed carry, do you you're allowed to conceal carry on private property. And and, and if it, if the church says it's okay, so even if you don't have a concealed carry, and I mean, really, if you, it's kind of a double deaded thing. You should feel safer here than you do at the supermarket because like everything we just said, there's only one way in and there's plenty of barrels that way. So, I mean, if you don't have a concealed, don't feel like, oh, maybe I need to start bringing my pistol to church because preacher said it's a scary place. No, this should be the safest place you come and that's that's why we've put all this together. But if you don't have a concealed carrier, if it's expired or whatever, don't let that slow you down as long as you know how to handle a gun. I, I think that is important. So, any other comments? It's kind of a church impromptu meeting, but good? Amen. Amen. We're all in agreement. All right, let's look at 1 Peter chapter number uh, four. I think that's where we're at. I'm all sidetracked and spun around here. <clears throat> and uh, continue on. We're going to have a good time this morning. And uh, Let's get at it. Let's pray. Maybe we should pray first. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us this morning, Lord, and uh, Lord, for the, uh, uh, Lord, just encouragement and support we have, uh, Lord, the same mind and the same thoughts and ideas, and, and Lord, uh, uh, just that you've given us this right to protect ourselves. Uh, and Lord, our hearts do go out to those folks in Texas this morning, Lord, that are having church, and Lord, I think of that Pastor. <laughs> Lord, I think of him. He's gone, not even around. Somebody would come in there and do something stupid like that. Lord, I pray that you give those families grace. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, that it was a church house. At least those victims, Lord, they're with you this morning. And we know that because of the Bible, those that were saved. Lord, I thank you that we have that same hope in this place this morning. Lord, we pray for your protection, that nothing stupid would like that happen here. But Lord, we pray that your will would be done, the same as those folks in Texas. Lord, we don't know. (sighs) So many unbelievers just have, where's your God now, and see your prayers work. But Lord, we know that you have a plan. And Lord, when something happens like that, the only thing we can do is trust you. We don't know why we don't know why that particular church was picked. Lord, we we know that there's evil in this world, but Lord, we just have to trust you. And Lord, I pray for those folks, those families, Lord. Some Some lost multiple children by some idiot, satanic, controlled moron. And Lord, I just pray that it would sink in with us and show us the the fragileness and the frailty of life, and Lord, this wicked, sin, cursed world that we live in can change in a moment. Just almost unspeakable. Lord, I pray that you'd be with the preaching this morning, and as we look at uh, Peter, that he would guide us and direct us, and Lord, that he would encourage us and Lord that he would draw us closer together and draw us closer to you and I Lord, I just pray that you'd be with the services this morning and Lord you would help and speak and draw each and every one of us closer Lord to each other and to you and Lord we love you this morning we thank you for going to the cross and dying for our sins and Lord we realize that that's the only way we can get to heaven the only way we can have hope Lord the only way that we can be together forever Lord, we just pray that you do that this morning. We love you, Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's look at 1 Peter chapter number 4. I just, I, I thought of that all week. Man, that preacher was away, and somebody would do something stupid like that. That is just, I, I think that's why it hit home. I mean... Uh, just, uh, I was instantly mad. I was mad. I'm mad all week. I mean, I, I know we trust the Lord, and we we put we you know He's in control. And, but man, just something stupid like that, you know, just bothered me. And, and and then you see the other side, and just just twisting the news and stuff, and it's like. And you just see the agenda and, and what this world, what our country, what our nation is going to. You know, we celebrate Veterans Day today, and, 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 and we remember those men and women that have served, put their life on the line and risk to protect the innocent. And that's what Veterans Day is for. And we live in a country that looks at heroes as just evil. And, and you know, the Bible says, woe well, unto them that call evil good and good evil. And that is the day that we're living in. And it's it just, it makes you mad. <laughs> it makes me mad. I, I guess just, you know, I, I want my children to grow up in the, in the days that I had when I was growing up. And I, I know that in this country, those are depleting fast. Um, but, hey, we're going to encourage you. We look at Peter... Uh, where are we starting, Cody? I'm just spun around. Verse number seven. <laughs> but the end of all things is at hand. That's what we're that's what we're dealing with. The things of this is it's at hand. The end of this time. The end of this era. The end of this day is at hand. We looked at Sunday. I got us all depressed now, don't I? <clears throat> Let's cheer. Woo! Touchdown! Guys. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Go, where's Joel at this morning? Go, whatever you know. We'd we'd all be excited if we weren't in church this morning, wouldn't we? But but the end of the days are coming. That's that's why we see this stuff happening. We're coming to the end of the earth. We're coming to the end of days. Jesus Christ coming is right around the corner. And if you were here in Sunday school, was that not kind of encouraging when we looked at that date? Did anybody had anybody ever? that before in the, in the whole scheme of things like hey we are coming down to the end of the line here in, here in a month or so we're going to see where Peter again says in these last days what's he talking about 2,000 years ago he was living in the last days what's he talking about here in verse number seven but the end of all things hey we're, we're, we're close we're close evil is going to wax worse and worse The imaginations in the heart of man is going to be evil continually. We're going to have, I promise you, they're going to have more church shootings, more school shootings, more concert shootings, more Muslims driving people over with cars, more planes into buildings, more abortions. One of the guys I listened to this week, he said this on national whatever it is. I don't know, it's not radio, it's national YouTube or vlog or whatever it is. He said, yeah, he said, don't "Don't take this to heart. He said, yeah, 26 people lost their lives last Sunday in a church house shooting. He said, but Monday morning when the abortions clinics opened, he said there was more than that dead in the first hour. That's truth. That that is true. That's the days we live in. That is, that is the horrific truth of it. The, the, this world that we live in is evil. It is wicked. It's not getting better. We can't usher in utopia. It will not happen. It, it makes me think of those that have their doctrine like that. What do they think when they see the world getting worse and worse? <laughs> they, they need to evaluate their, their eschatology a little bit and say, hmm, maybe the way we're interpreting this Bible is maybe it's wrong. This is getting bad it is getting worse it is getting bad and it will probably get much worse and it will probably get much (laughs) better because that's how it's going to go it shouldn't be surprising to us should we still get yeah (laughs) that's compassion it should bother us it should make us mad we shouldn't just go well this is just the way it is no no protect our families look out be at watch don't be sheep that's the point Something stupid like that could happen in this town. Be aware. Be ready for that. that, that is, I, I, We shouldn't be scared, but hey, that's why we have locks on our houses, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you know the states that have concealed carry? Their crime has dropped dramatically. Because of what he said, there's a, there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Hey, I'm not going to go ask for that guy's wallet because he might reach for his wallet and pull out a 40 caliber. He might pull out a 50 caliber Desert Eagle. I'm not, his, his 10 bucks ain't worth it. And that's what I want people to know in this church house. Hey, your fame will be short spent. If you think you're going to do something stupid here and get famous, uh, it'll be short spent, I hope and pray. I hope nothing ever happens, but, but we're not victims. And you shouldn't be victims in your house. You shouldn't be victims in your car. These are evil days we live in. Why? But the end of all things is at hand. We're we're getting close to the end. We shouldn't be like, oh, we should know. We should be aware. Hey, it's going to get worse. And if it doesn't get worse, then we'll be in heaven. So it doesn't matter, right? And hey, even after we're gone, hey, Mm -hmm. be constantly aware of evangelism because once we're in heaven and gone, Lost people are behind, and they've not even begun to see the worst of the evening news report. Once that happens, <clears throat> so. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober. What does that word "sober" mean? Serious. That's what "sober" means. It means be serious. Be dead stinking serious. That, that's that's why. That's what our ten minutes. That we didn't waste, but our 10 minutes before the message was about we're serious. We are sober. We are aware of our surroundings. You, you have a drunk person, they, they don't even know where they're at. They're not sober. They're, they're not serious. They're, they're flippant. They, they don't know where they're at. They don't know what's going on around them. They're unobservant. That's what most of this world is. That's what most Christians are. They're not even aware. Why is everything getting bad? This is horrible. Be sober. Be serious. <clears throat> And watch. That's what we're looking at. So when we see churches that have been shot up, hey, watch. Take, take aware of that. Take note of that. Don't get depressed by the news. Be touched by the news. Don't, don't be apathetic to the news. Don't grow callous to the news. I, I think we're... I meant to look these statistics, but I didn't even want to. I thought, I thought about looking these statistics up, and I thought, no, I don't even want to of just how many church shootings in the last year. A a lot. There are several that I saw this week that weren't even reported on the news over the past year that we didn't even hear about. Uh, One article I read said well there was a shooting here and there was a shooting here and there was one here and it wasn't even reported. And I said yeah I didn't know about those. I I didn't know about those shootings. I didn't hear about those shootings. Why? I, I don't know why. Maybe it didn't fit the agenda. That that was what the article was going into. But if we're not careful, we'll hear about them like we have every month or so for the past couple of years. And we'll just kind of be like, hmm, I've kind of done that. Anybody else agree? Yep, another church shooting in the Carolinas. Up, yep, another church shooting down in Georgia. Up, yep, another church shooting in Rhode Island. Up, yep, another church shooting. We just kind of just kind of become calloused of it until we hear about the one in Texas to where it's the third largest mass shooting in so many years. It's, it's on the top three or four in our in our nation until something large like that shakes us. And then we say, whoa. And then we hear, and then I hear about the past, on, and I think, oh makes me never want to leave. I, that's my job. That, that's my job. Watch over the flock that God has given you oversight thereof. That, that's, I, I, I take that serious. I don't take much in life serious, but I take that job soberly. I take it serious. <clears throat> above all things, have fervent charity. This might be the sermonette, shortest one in history. Above all things, above, above all things, Everything that we've been studying from from here previous. So so what's he talking? He's getting to the meat of the matter. He's, he's talking to you and I. This is Peter's inspired by the Holy Ghost. He's talking to you and I. But in all things, things, above all things, everything we've discussed up to now, not to say that that's not important, but everything that we've talked about. Now, now remember, the, this is a letter. It didn't have... Chapter segments and verse segments. So when, when they pick these letters, I'm not saying those aren't important. But I, think, I believe those are inspired. But when, we, when, they, when this was picked up and read as a letter, above all, above all things, hey, this is the utmost important to save people. If you're saved, this is when you perk up. This is when we listen. This is the heart of the matter. Above all things, you among yourselves. I just want that to sink in for a little bit. I was studying this this week, and I've read this I don't know how many times here in the past couple months and fervent charity among yourselves. And then I got to thinking about the church shootings that have happened in the past several years. And I thought, shouldn't those shake us just as much as this last one has? That word fervent means just hot, serious. And we'll get into the word grudgingly here in a minute. But that word means have serious, have hot, not put on not fake, but hot. Have fervent charity among yourselves. Now, it's been a while since we've looked at the word charity, and I wish we could break it down a little more, but if you know what that word charity means, it's more than just love. Anybody been to that Dunn Museum up in Worcester where they got the CNC wood machine, and they carve out those signs, and they charge you lots and lots of money for As you pull in their parking lot, they've got... Uh, they've they've got the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 13, 12, I believe it is, somewhere around there. As you pull in, as you pull down the, the lane, they've got a couple segmented verses on some banners when you pull down the lane, and it's that verse. And, and they replace charity with love. And it's like Okay, what's, what's the big deal with that? What's, what's the big deal about, okay, so ch- love, charity means love. Why don't we just stick love in there? And What's, what's the big deal? What's, well, basically, you have to look at this. What's the difference? I love hamburgers. Anybody love I'm going to try and cheer us up. I don't want this to be the most miserable, like, oh, the saddest church service ever. Who loves hamburgers? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Who loves bacon? Amen. Amen. <laughs> bacon, cheeseburgers is God's gift to us, I, I believe. We love that, right? Yeah, we, we love it. Anybody like dogs? Yes. Anybody love cats? Keith. <laughs> Hot dogs. But yeah, we, we love certain things, right? But that's a different kind of love than how many of you love your spouse? Yes. <laughs> hey, you should love your spouse differently than you love hot dogs you should and it it seems a weird weird analogy i'm trying to cheer us up this is off the cuff here but i i love bacon cheeseburgers and if somebody said hey if you walk to mcdonald's right now they're giving away free bacon cheese Uh, Let me use something a little better than that. (laughs) Um, Hey, if you walk to B&B, they're giving free cheeseburgers today. I'd be like, man, I love cheeseburgers, but I don't love them that much. (laughs) Am I right? We do that when we go on diets. Man, I love bacon cheeseburgers, but I would rather feel better than have a bacon cheeseburger, so I will give up a bacon cheeseburger to feel better. Am I right? So what was the extent of that love? (laughs) you didn't love cheeseburgers that much did you but if somebody said hey Christy is at McDonald's and it's on fire for the fifth time and you need to go down there and get her I would run that would be the farthest I've ran in 30 some years but I would run and I would run inside that building and I would save her why because that's charity charity is love in action that's what the word charity means it's love in action I can tell my wife, I'm guilty of this sometimes, I bet you all are, I love you, and then never do anything for her. I leave little trails of socks all over the house just to let her know that I love her. <laughs> she doesn't appreciate that. <laughs> Am I right? You can tell your wife you love her, but if you never do anything, then it's just love. It's not charity. See how that works out? I, I love, Honey, I love you. And then never do anything to show her. Is that kind of fitting in? Is, can everybody relate to that? Man, honey, I love you. Love you with a fervent love. Do the dishes. Not that much. <laughs> Not quite that much. Take the kids to school. I don't want it, but you're going to Lowe's anyway. I don't want it. Uh, all right, fine. <laughs> when I, well, I should say, honey, I would love to take the kids to school for you this morning. That's charity. That, that is love in action. That is running in a burning building to save your spouse because you love them. That's charity. That, that is putting on a uniform and getting on a ship to go somewhere else because you love your country and the people that are in it. What's a country? What is a country? It's just dirt. But it's the people in the country. If somebody stupid walked up those steps and Cody swung around that desk, stuck his head out there with a shotgun, what is that? That's love. That's charity. That is sacrificing himself and putting his love into action. That's, that's charity. That is the meat and potatoes. That is the, that's what the difference between charity and love is. What's Peter telling you and I? What's he telling this church house? Fervent charity for one another, that we should have that attitude in this church. We have that. Would would anybody be as so wicked in here to say that they don't have that type of love in your family? I think we all have that type of love in our family, don't we? There's not one of us in this room that wouldn't take a bullet for somebody in our family. We wouldn't not run in the house if it was on fire for one of our kids, or our spouse. Am I right? I don't. I don't think. I, I think every one of us would do that, and we wouldn't even think about it. And if somebody called us a hero, we would say, "Are you stupid? I'm not a hero. i was just doing what I'm doing. What? Just doing. <laughs> just doing." You know, the inter, they interviewed the guy. <laughs> that was funny because. One of the guys I, I listened to on a weekly basis, Stephen Crowder, had the first interview of him. <laughs> it was great. Uh, before CNN could, and he said that, he's like, I didn't want to go on CNN. I want somebody that would tell the truth. And so he went on his show and interviewed. Are you serious? He went on this little podunk guy, that, like makes videos out of his basement and is the first guy to interview him. That is great. And, um, and he basically said, "I know you wouldn't consider yourself a hero." He said, "No, I'm not. I'm no hero. I was just doing what I was supposed to do hero." He said, "I was just doing what I." He said, "Different denominational talk, I guess." He just said, "I, I was just doing what the Lord expected me to do." That, that, he said, "I felt like the Holy Spirit came over me, and I, I just." He said, I just, it's just what you do. Hey, that's what we do as Christians. It's charity. It's love in action. He said, I'm no hero. And the guy driving the truck, 95 miles an hour, he said, I just like to drive. <laughs> but he said, I'm no hero. He said, the guy with the gun was a the hero. And they interviewed the guy with the gun. He said, I'm no hero. I just, I'm just doing. I'm just doing. What is that? That's charity. It's love in action. It, it, it's it's when you're saved, we know that that's what God expects of us. Am I right? It's charity. It's love in action. And Peter says, In these last days, above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. Check this out. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Whew, this is where it'll about to fly off at the handle here. My, my soccer goal must have got me all unclipped. If you know someone loves you with this charity, fervent love, and they offend you, how long will you stay mad at them? I think you could ask your spouse that question. (laughs) I've done a couple dumb things in our 17 years of marriage. More, Maybe three. (laughs) Hey, Christy might be mad at me for a couple days, and and I don't want this. I don't want to say it this way to think it this wrong. But because she loves me, and because she knows that I love her, any anyway, nicer way to put this? This is gonna sound really bad. She'll get over it. That sounded really bad, didn't it? But if she knows that I have a repentant heart and that she knows that I love her with that that fervent charity, she'll she'll be quick to forgive me. Am I right? Not get over it. She'll be quick to forgive me. Am am I right? I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. Uh, This is a a good example and I was taught this by my eight-year-old. Isn't it amazing when your eight-year-old teaches you something? If you've not experienced that, it is really one of those. Hmm, kind of makes you think who taught him that. (laughs) My my eight-year-old son has taught me something, and this has been going on for a couple months. and, And I haven't really, I haven't given him any any, like I I kind of saw that it was going in a good direction, and I just Christy and I was like just just let it go, just kind of see where it goes you saw Wade had a cast on for three or four weeks right I, I let me preface this with I was not there I don't know anything I'm only I've only heard from him I don't know anything about the whole situation nobody was there but he told me that the boys he, he was he was chasing them kids are going to play kids are going to do stupid stuff I know that I get it I'm not a bit mad about it But he was chasing him. According to Wade, he said, told the boy to stop, which I don't know if I believe. Just boys playing. And he said he stepped on his hand and twisted and kept going. I don't know. I have no idea if that's what happened. So broke his finger. Him and this boy have been at enmity since. And we've been getting calls and emails from the teacher and stuff saying they, they did this and they did that. They've been into it. So I said, Wade, what's going on with you and this boy? He said, I he said, I told him he ruined my life. (laughs) It's coming from an eight-year-old. Your life is ruined. If you got a broken pinky finger, your life is ruined. He said, I told him he he ruined my life. I said, really? He said, I I think he did it on purpose. I said, Wade, I, I doubt he did it on purpose. And he told me this. He said, he's he's not apologized. I said, hmm. I said, wait, I doubt he did it on purpose. He's, he's certain that he did. I doubt the boy did it on purpose. I've seen kids play. He said, but he, he, he won't apologize. I said, well, does he know how upset you are? He said, yes. I told him he wrote my life. I said, okay. And this headbanging has just gone back and forth for a month or so. And so we, we talk, had another incident, and I said, Wade, what is going on? He said, he won't apologize to me. I said, okay. I said, are you handling it? Yeah. I said, don't get in trouble, but you handle it. So they have, he's, Wade has been mean to this boy. I'll, there's no other way to say it. From what I've seen from my side of the story, from everything I've seen, Wade's been mean to him. And this is all playing out in front of me. And I'm thinking, this is a good lesson. This is a really good lesson. Has anybody ever had somebody be mean to you? Any Anybody? Had somebody be mean to you? What would the world have us do? Just get over it. Forget about it. Have charity. Have fervent charity, right? So I'm thinking that this whole time. That's, that's not quite biblical I preached on this several years ago when I had a similar situation going on with me somebody that was doing me it's been several years ago somebody that was doing me wrong and I let them know they were doing me wrong but I wasn't quite there with them every day interacting with them so I I couldn't be mean to them but I, I wanted to be mean to them well preacher that's not very loving I, that's what my inside I wanted to be I didn't want to be grudgingful I didn't want to be vengeance I just wanted to if I ran into them at Lowe's or at Kroger I just wanted to go are you sorry yet? <laughs> oh, preacher you're so vengeful so mean is it? A preacher, friend of mine, I, I listen to him quite a bit, not all the time, and I'm I'm behind several messages. A couple of weeks ago, I, he he, uh, I listened to one of his messages, and it was on this subject. And he used Joseph as an example. Has, has anybody ever been treated as bad and as poorly as Joseph? I don't I don't think anybody. Sold into slavery by your brothers, on and on, put into prison, blah blah blah. The the gist of that story is if you look at that really close, when Joseph's brothers come to him, they don't don't know it's him. And the Bible says that he spoke roughly to them. He he was mean to them. He, He was mean to his brothers. And there was lots of things that took place, a very unique situation. And basically, Joseph wanted to see if they had a repentant heart. And they did. They did have a repentant heart. And I thought, perfect, attaboy Wade, way to go. So I I asked Wade this morning, I was thinking about this, we're not going to get as far as I said we were, Cody. I I was thinking about this fervent charity among yourselves. So I asked Wade, I said, hey Wade, how's you and this boy doing? He's like, fine. I'm like, really? I said, like, you're no longer mean, no longer whatever, you're okay? He's like, yeah. I said, did, did did he ever apologize to you? He said, nope. And I thought, that's a pretty good lesson for me. Isn't that a pretty good lesson? You, you know, for me, I would say, it's all right for me to be mean to them until they say sorry, until they repent. Right? Now, I'd... Don't know that Wade and this little boy will ever be the same. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's eight-year-olds. They may. Hey, I notice that kids kind of get over it faster than we do. But I know that because that boy was never repentant, that they'll never be the same. As if that boy would have went to him and said, I'm sorry. You may think I did it on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. I'm sorry. I ruined your life. <laughs> Eight-year-old's conversation. And I thought about that, the issue that that I've had before, and thought, am I am I over it? Because the world would have us just forgive and forget. And if you if you haven't forgiven and forgotten, then you're bitter. I like to think that I have like the least bitter bone in my body. I I really don't know if I have any enemies. There's people I don't like. Has anybody got anybody they don't like? (laughs) But I would probably go into a burning building to save them. I know I would. That's not probably. I would. And I wouldn't even get paid to do it. (laughs) I, 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 I really I feel like I have the least amount of bitter bone in my body. I've been yeah have I have I been done wrong in my life? Yes. Who hasn't? Do do I need a gold star? No. We've all been done wrong in life. Am I right? And, And I think we would be holding on to that just meanness until somebody would repent. Am I right? Do you know that God does that with lost people? That's another great example of that. He treats lost people differently than He does you and I. Until when? Until they repent. Hey, He treats you and I different. Until we do what? Until we repent. After we're saved. Until we repent. He will treat us different. Until we repent. But will He still love us? Yeah. Isn't that what we're talking about here? Fervent charity? One to another. Hey, that will work. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody asked me one time. They said, I, "I don't know how you can do what you do and everything else." Just say they're not that much work. <laughs> you guys aren't that much work. I'm glad for that. I, you can't do you you can't do it with. If our church was a thousand, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. But with us, you guys aren't that much work. If I could ever get us all one time. I'll come to church just here and just look at everything. Everybody's here. Let's just do something different today. Maybe maybe that's what we've been waiting on. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll just. Maybe we'll just stand around and look at each other, and then we'll leave. I, I don't, I don't know. We're studying through the churches. I, I, know my heart, I'm, I'm just like broken all over the place this morning. We're studying through the seven churches, and, and. and each one of those churches has different, they all have problems, right? Am I right? Does every church have problems? Yes. Every church has problems. Does church have problems? Yes. Even this church has problems. We, we all have problems. Ha, is my life perfect? <laughs> if you know me well enough, you're like, <laughs> I can't believe you would even think that. Is your life perfect? Is anybody's life perfect in here? I mean, I would look at, life is perfect. Their kids are out of the house. They're retired. Moved to the greatest state in the union. Their life is perfect. Michigan State fans, so yesterday was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is perfect. Nobody. including this church. And if I had to say one of our problems, and when when I look at our church and I think we might have an issue with that, do you know who I look to? I look at me. I I look at myself. I've said this before, like it or not, don't get offended by it, but this church will be a reflection of what I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And when I see Peter saying, above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, I think to myself, do I have that fervent charity in this church house? I don't know that I do. Do I love each and every one of you? You bet. It, it's amazing. I can t- I can tell I can tell what it'll look like up here. I kind of hang out downstairs, and I didn't do this in the beginning. I've done it kind of since. <clears throat> I can hang out down at the doors, and I know what it'll look like up here. It's the weirdest, stupidest, weirdest thing. It, it's 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 got to be a preacher thing. I don't I don't I don't get it. I could I, I would have never been able to explain this four years ago. I, I wouldn't. I can stand down at those doors. And I know what it looks like up here. (laughs) Isn't that weird? That is so weird. Because I know who has has come in and who hasn't. And it's not like I'm out there lording over the parking lot saying, oh, I wish they would come here today. I wonder what. Not that. I don't want you to get that thought process in your head. But but I I know who's here and who's not here. And I think when that happened was this. Look what he said. Verse number 7, Above all things, the end is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, watch unto prayer. Now I know that's talking about the end of the earth, but put yourself in my shoes. What I do around here on Sunday mornings. I watch who comes in, and I tell you this, that during the week, I have been in prayer. I don't say that so that you'll think I'm something, whatever. I I don't, I don't, mm, I've seen preachers that put on the fake dog and I don't ever want to be that. I don't tell you what I do a lot of times and I don't want that because I just, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like that attitude. I just tell you this, I pray for you. Like, I I pray for you. I I pray for each and every one of you. I I pray for those that aren't here. I, I pray for those that haven't been here in six months. I pray for those that haven't been here in a year. And I was, and, and because I don't often say and tell and that kind of stuff, maybe you don't know. But I think it would dramatically, drastically, and this is my fault, it would drastic, dramatically change our church if we would do what Peter assumes we're already doing. If we would pray for one another, isn't that earth? Isn't that just? Why is that so groundbreaking? Why is that so earth shattering? How would our week go if we knew that fifty people was praying for us? I, I feel like the last. I don't know, a long time. I've just been under a spiritual attack that I just about can't hardly bear. I can't explain it. And I look at it like this as I know Satan's going to attack this church through me. And I thought, how many times have I ever asked for our church to pray for me? I've not. Now I want you to be honest. (laughs) You don't want to know. How many of you prayed for me in the last month? I don't, I just, thank you. I have had some people text me out of the blue and say I'm praying for you today. That, That has helped so much. Not that I'm special, now. I didn't want to see your hands but if you raise your hand have you prayed for anyone else in this church without my help that's amazing now have you ever told somebody I prayed for you this week I don't do it I don't and I don't just mean when somebody's traveling and we know it I just mean while driving down the road yesterday Friday driving down the road and I mentioned Liston specifically and spent more time in prayer with him, on him than I did with any of the rest of you I don't know why Maybe you needed it yesterday. I don't know. Why didn't I pick my phone up and just say, "I'm just, I just finished up praying for you." Why? What? Because we don't. This for me, for me. I, I don't want somebody to think I'm more spiritual. That that isn't that the stupidest reason not to do that. That is the stupidest. I don't. I don't know. If, is it the same stupid way I am? Anybody I I agree with that? Like, I, listen, I would have texted you Friday, but I didn't want you to think I was just being spiritual. How stupid is that? That is so stupid. You know, maybe if we would drastically change our stupid thinking and have this fervent charity one for another... I think that would drastically change our church. I know we're a loving, kind people. I know each and every one of you. I, 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 I know you people. There's not a wicked one in the bunch. Well, <laughs> I know we care for one another. I know it. But sometimes the problem is the other person doesn't know. Why do marriages fail? I don't think he loves me anymore. I told you when we got married, I'd tell you different if anything changed. (laughs) Am Am I right? Sometimes that's the mentality we have. That fervent charity. Why don't we let each other know? Do you know how many people that I've heard say, oh, I love a small church. You get to know everybody. Anybody ever thought that or said that? I've had so many people tell me that, and then they never show up. I'm like, we're still small. Hurry. (laughs) Everybody gets to know one another. Does everyone in this room know everybody's first name and last name? Theirs is really complicated. But does everybody in this room know everybody's first name and last name? No. 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 Does does everybody in this room know a general vicinity about where somebody lives? The other everybody, no. You guys are new. I got to exempt you a little bit, <laughs> but not really. You, you've been here long enough. You ought. You. I mean. it might I, I, I. We were not intending on pausing here this morning, but this is. I gave Cody like four more verses. We're not even. Well, let's, let's let's look at this. Verse number nine. We'll be able to finish it up. Use hospitality one to another without grudgingly, without being forced to do it. (laughs) Hospitable. Just be hospitable to one another. I know this for a fact. It is uncomfortable to get to know somebody that you don't know. Am I right? It's a, little, it's a little awkward to just walk up to somebody out of the blue. Hey, how are you? I don't know if they like to shake hands. Tammy, I know, she, does, she despises shaking hands. <laughs> Some people do not like to shake hands, so you're always like, attaboy. It, it's, and that, that's what makes it awkward, am I right, to go meet somebody? And then when they tell you your name, you're like, i got to remember that. Or they'll think I don't like them. i got to remember that. I, don't I, I just, right off the bat, I'm bad with names. And I might have to ask you three or four times. That takes the awkwardness out of it the next time when you go up and say, what was your name again? Because that's when it really gets awkward. <laughs> Evan can vouch for me. With them, I think, wasn't it? Oh, shoot, Evan, they've been here three times. Can, have you met them yet? This, uh, this is this is openness this is openness with the preacher right here shoot evan they've been here three times have you met them yet nope can you go get their names <laughs> hey met them down at the bottom of the step hi i'm evan how are you hi we're steve oh, i knew it Stephen Valerie. i knew it i knew it I, you don't even have to tell me i knew it i knew it i should have just went hey i'm glad you guys are here again what's your names i forgot And here I married them. (laughs) Don't be awkward. We're just people. Am I right? I know, I know, I know. And listen, there's a fine balance because I've visited churches where they've been so beat over the head. If there's a visitor that walks in the door, I want everybody to mob them. (laughs) I know that's what they teach in those churches. I've been there. You're like... This is weird, let's go over to that one. (laughs) But hey, I have heard where some people don't feel comfortable because they don't think people like them. Here. And I said, don't think that way. Don't think that way. I promise you this. If you pray for someone, you'll remember their name. If you pray for someone, you'll care whether they come back. If you pray for someone, you'll be in tune if something's going on with their life. Because when they walk in the door, you'll say, hmm, I wonder how Andrew, I wonder if Andrew's doing all right this week. I pray, I've prayed for you. We're, we're buddies from way back. Would you have ever thought that I would pray for you on a, re, on a weekly, regular basis? Would you have ever thought that? Did you know that before just now? Why haven't I told you? Good question. Why? Why? How stupid am I? How dumb are we? Hey, be watch and in prayer and have fervent charity, one for the other, and be hospitable. It's common stinking sense. Am I right? Let's keep going. Verse number 10, just so we can say we've got done. As ever, oh yeah, because this applies to me. As every man hath received the gift... Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, that's me, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That's how I'm supposed to be your pastor. Hey, I I will be the first to admit I'm probably the sorriest pastor Maybe even preacher in this town. Do you ever just get this warm, fuzzy feeling about me? Maybe you do. I don't. See you. Oh, thank you. Somebody did. (laughs) Somebody did. (laughs) Hey, the only reason I can I, I I portray that across or get that across is just that's I'm no better than what God will allow me to be. That's it. I'm I'm no better than what God will allow me to be. If you if you leave and say, what was that mess? Or that was the worst message I've heard in a long time. Hey, sometimes I hit them in the gutter. Why are you laughing, Cody? <laughs> so, sometimes I hit them in the gutter. Sometimes I hit a foul ball. Probably more often than not. Hey, that's just the ability God's given me. Blame him, not me. <laughs> Uh, look at this. In all that, in all things, may be glor- that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him be praise, dominion forever and ever. Amen. I pray that every, even my gutter ball, foul ball messages, reactions. I pray that everything's given to the glory of God. And possibly, one of the reasons, you know, I have thought about. I've thought about this before, I'll hurry, I have have sat down at the house with a pen and paper and I thought I'm going to write everybody in our church a letter. I've thought that before. Would that be nice if I would do that? (laughs) I've thought that before and that is not a, a new concept. A lot of preachers do that. I've had preachers that would do that. Write letters to the whole congregation once a year and say, I'm praying for you, I'm thinking about you. But I don't want you to look at me like you have to have me to pray for you. I want you to look at everybody around in this congregation. I don't just want you to pray for me. I have listened to preachers that every week will ask people, I want you to pray pray for your preacher this week. Pray for me this week. I don't just want you to pray for me. If you're only going to pray for me, don't bother. <laughs> I, I want you to pray for everybody. Boy, that'll work, won't it? I, I want us to all pray for one another. I want us all to get to know one another. Do you know how important that is? How many of you think that there's going to be a struggle in life pop up? Anybody think that will happen to you? Oh, it's going to happen to every one of us. And God so designed it that the local church, us, your church family, would rally around. If somebody in your family dies, somebody gets sick, somebody gets cancer, somebody gets a raise, Somebody gets a promotion. Somebody gets a new rig. Somebody gets a new purse. Well, that's nice. Shouldn't that be different than the world? Shouldn't that be different than the prayer rabbit on Facebook? (laughs) This should be different here. Hey, have fervent charity among yourselves. Not just from terrorists, but This ought to be the safest place. I I should read you the rest of that text. Because the the person that texted me saying, blah, 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 glad you got a bunch of pistols in there. On down the line said this, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'll read you the exact words. Because I said, church ought to be the safest place. They said, yep, and full of trust and peace of mind and not full of terror. And I said, exactly. Because when they text me that, I thought, not just safe from Philistines with rifles or infidels with hatchets, but it ought to be safe in here with each other pretty good safe full of trust peace of mind Uh, have hospitality one to another every man hath received the gift that's what we've received why because we have the Holy Ghost do do you think the Holy Ghost you know christy has been teaching on that and last week we taught on it out in the barn too. The Holy Ghost seals us. That's what Jesus said. He will seal you. He comforts us. He protects us. And He preserves us. Isn't that... We ask for that in a jar of canned peaches, don't we? We want them to be sealed, safe, preserved. We, want that, we expect that in our green beans. Why shouldn't we expect that in our church house? Sealed, protected, and preserved. And the only way that can happen is through the Holy Ghost. Am I right? We should love each other with charity, fervently. And maybe we do. I was in a church for uh, 12 years, and the preacher always got on people for having cliques. <laughs> Anybody ever heard that in a church house? He Every week he'd preach on there's a click here, and there's a click there, and there's a click. Clicks are wicked." And I thought, Jesus had a click. There's 12 guys he hung out with more than anybody else. And then inside that click, there was about two or three more that he hung out with more than the others. Am, am I right? But, but. but Jesus ministered to everybody. It's all right to have cliques. It's absolutely fine to have cliques inside this church. It's okay. And it's okay to have cliques inside those cliques. But don't ever forget to minister to everybody else. I, if myself, is not careful, I can fall into that same clique, that same position. Am I right? Jesus did it. He didn't see a thing wrong with it. Hey, I got 12 guys I like to hang out with. I'm sure I got 12 guys in here I like to hang out with. But out of that 12, there's two or three more that I hang out with more. I got two or three more that I hang out with more. Is there anything wrong with that? No, but I should minister to everybody. That's what Jesus did. Nobody said he's clicky because he ministered to everybody. I'm looking back at the old, my old preacher, and the problem was he never could draw that line. Yeah, there is problems to cliques if they only stay in that clique and they don't minister to anybody else. That's when it's a problem. But it's okay to have clicks. You're going to hang out. You're going to, you're going to mesh. I look at the. I'm babbling now. Did I tell you the gospel? It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that's the only way you'll be saved. You can't be good enough. You know that. You're wicked. Last week, you know, last week at one story, and we'll be out of here. I just said, "Hey, we're going to shoot some trap. Everybody's welcome." Ted said, "That sounds like fun." I'm like, "It is." He showed up with a nice over and under shotgun and outshot us all. What is that? We 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 ministered. You guys, if you were here, you'd probably went and shot trap with us, wouldn't you? We'll have to do it again next week. Hey, I, what is that? I would have I wouldn't have thought because. We were kind of impromptu at the end of the week. Uh Sam and I just kind of, hey, let's just shoot some trap. I thought, let's just put do you know that's what our church Facebook page is for? None of you none of you except Christy and I use it. That it's all, it's it's for all of us. It's for all of us to use. Anybody can get on there and type in something. You might just say, hey, who wants to come to the house and have ice cream? I'm there. <laughs> hey, we're going. Shopping at the mall, and I get first dibs at it, so I can always delete that. <laughs> but that's what it's for. Hey, that's why it's called the, the body, the, the body of each. I didn't come up with that. The Bible did. A Bible, a, a body fitly joined together, different parts working as one. That, that's what it's for. So use it. That was a babble. I was done preaching when I gave you the gospel. If you're not saved, I can show you from the Bible how to be saved. So, it's been get anything out of this anybody is this just like you just feel like should, should I, I know what we'll do this has been so different so oh it's crazy it's crazy we're done we're gonna do something different oh some of you's gonna be like really I want you to grab somebody What'd you say? Your... Oh, <laughs> I-, I want you to do. I want you to do this. If it's, it. if <laughs> I want, I want you to do this. If it, if it's appropriate, real quick, we're gonna dismiss like this. I just want you to pray with somebody. It Doesn't have to be some Lord, oh, Nope, it doesn't have to be anything like that. It just be a couple words, and that is the only way that you're gonna be dismissed. If you don't pray with somebody, you got to stay here till tonight. So it's up to you. Cody, I got you quick. And if you can't find somebody, just wait in line.